Welcome to the Good News from Gainesville, Georgia podcast. Read again that passage with me. Mark 12, 41 through 42. And he, Jesus, sat down opposite the treasury and watched the people putting money into the offering box. Many rich people put in large sums, and a poor widow came and put in small copper coins which make a, a penny. Please turn to your neighbor, and I'm saying it, and you know, you always talk about cultures. We have so many cultures. I'm going to go to my culture, old country talking, northeast Georgia. Say to your neighbor, no, that's in the Bible? No. No. Turn to your neighbor say amen. Amen. Have a seat. Here, here's the thing. We go through, myself included, oh my goodness, I remember growing up in church, we had the fancy bulletins, you know, with, we had a doctor, you know, preaching the message and all this. And you know what all, all us intelligent kids, products of the public school system we're doing? We're getting those pencils from the back of the pew, playing tic-tac-toe, writing notes. Check it off. This part's over. This part's over. This part's over. Man, it's time to get to this part. The end. Let's go. Let's get out of here. But wow, here's something that will stun you. The words of Jesus. If we listen to what? The words of Jesus. We all remember that uh, classic film about Christmas vacation. They ask Grandma, say the prayer. She starts the Lord's Prayer. She ends up with the Pledge of Allegiance. <laughs> there is justice for all. Nobody notices it. Bats it out. We go through. Don't go through. Have ears to hear. Jesus says that a lot, doesn't he? He has ears to hear the Word of God. The Word of God. So that's something trivial. When we act like it's something trivial, that's why we take all this time sacred. It's the Word of God. That's who the worship is. That's who the center of the world is. That's who will judge the living and the dead. And again, no, that's in the Bible. Amen, it is. And He, Jesus, sat down opposite the treasury and watched the people putting money into the offering box. Many rich people put in large sum, and a poor widow came and put in two small copper coins, which make a penny. Your mind might rush to many times you've heard that lesson. Well, I got this this way it goes. You know, let the Holy Spirit work with you, teach you, guide you this morning. Lots of different ways. You know, we got to, you know. Well, we do church, that's the way it's got to be. My old days growing up in a very formal Baptist church, downtown Baptist church, we had the round plates, we had men walked, and uh, even the Lord's Supper, they kind of served it. My dad was a deacon at that church. He said they had somebody real prim and proper, a man who went to Yale, I think, and they would go, they had barge, and they'd take spots, they'd go make barge, and they had a very military precision, and passing the thing. And I was reading about some seminaries. Also, had all kind of different cultures. They talked about one church in the Bronx, downtown, multi-ethnic church. They said, man, they they put the plate right up here. They said, tithers, stand up. And all the tithers got up. You got to watch. And you get, yeah, they're a tither. I guess it's supposed to be of the walk of shame. And, Ooh, I'm not a tither. <laughs> <laughs> they like Bobby. 
He's parading her around. Now we got this as low key. It's low key, our gimmick. Now I have mentioned it now, but we'll very rarely mention it's there to get. I mail my tithe in. I don't mind saying I mail my tithe in to the whole ministry. But you come and you give it and we take care of things and people contribute to this ministry. And it's a great thing. But here's a this is some more thing. Here's a pastor. I'm talking at a church for the homeless and the working poor in this neighborhood. I'm talking about what? Money. And some people won't get past that a bit. Oh, I knew it was that way. I knew it was that way. That's how I'm going to retire to Bermuda. I'm going to come down here and get money people don't have and get it. No, we're teasing. But And Jesus sat down opposite the treasury and watched the people putting money into the offering box. Boom. Stop right there. Let's read this all together one more time. And He, Jesus, sat down opposite the treasury and watched the people... Stop. What was He doing? That ain't right. You ain't supposed to know how much somebody else is giving. Wow. Who gave this? I mean, you know, I, I wasn't doing that. I wasn't going. Ah, good for you. Oh, shame on you. We're not getting it. Let the Holy Spirit talk about this. Jesus cared what people did. The Jesus we want in the Bible just loves kids. He heals people. Yeah, I want to be healed. He saves people by paying their sin debt on the cross. Man, I wanted my sins, take my filthy, nasty sins taken care of. He does that. He conquers sin, death, hell, and gives us eternal life. Jesus sends us the Holy Spirit as He sits at the right hand of God the Father from the throne room of heaven. Wow. I want all that Jesus gives right there. The precious Holy Spirit who's fully part of the Godhead, which is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, draws sinners like me. Invites us to the banquet of full life in the Spirit. Forgives us of our sins. We can become born again as little children. And Jesus always shows His love for children, right? Can you agree with that? He loves children. He loves them. He loves the children. We can become part of the family of God. This sounds contrary to the Gospel, but it's not. It's not free as in we tell these kids we give all this free stuff at school these $800 computers, used pencils, and all this stuff. Well, it's free. It's free. Somebody pay for it. That's your mommy and daddy. Every April 15th, somebody paid for it. That's a small thing. I'm glad we do pay for it. I'm glad they have those things. All this I've said about Jesus Christ, somebody paid for it. What you? What you? What thing? Jesus Christ, He paid it in full with His blood. As Mr. B, Mr. Beckstein, our great founder, said these meals. He never, I understood, he never said, free! No charge to God's people. That's, that's the term he used. No charge. Somebody paid for it. People coming in here, bringing food, clothes. No charge to God's people. A gift of grace. 
So we just kind of come and go and do that. Or do children, if we're children of God, we have a responsibility. Would you expect your child to have a responsibility? You really, you know, they're having high school graduations all over. Scared my dog to death. I lived near City Park where Gainesville High graduated. What did they do at the end of graduation? Probably can hear it from here. They set all fireworks like it's a Braves game on the 4th of July. Boom, 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 boom. I hope they weren't changing anybody's diapers because they're 12th grade. They're grown up. These children through the system have been raised. That's what we're supposed to be. We're born again, but we don't stay in little babies. We're born. Children have a responsibility to obey, follow, listen up. Children of God have a responsibility to obey, follow, and trust Jesus. <coughs> Again, I talk about my granddaughter all the time, but she rests that one. Yeah, I am a little because I say so. I'll take you upset that kind of reason. I trust me, I'm going to do the best I can for it. Uh, I'd say one thing about it. Andy knew my parents, I knew him. That's what's great about this community. My dad would get me every time because he'd ask me, Can, I tr- can you trust me? And that bring me to tears. Man, if I couldn't trust him, I couldn't trust anybody. Wow, I could trust him. Because he proved everything he'd ever done was for my best interest. As a human being, was he perfect? No. I could trust him. I could trust him. We are observed. You observe your kids. We said Jesus was observing. He was looking. Checking it out. Jesus is in the very temple of the so-called believers. Of God. This is before the death, burial, and resurrection that the Old Testament talked about the whole time, but yet it was masked to these great religious people. Jesus is in the very temple of the so called believers, and people freak out about this. He was checking out what? How kind are you to others? Who's all in? Who's all in? There's an old-time Georgia evangelist named Sam P. Jones. He said, God don't have your pocketbook. He don't have you. And no, this is not a tithing sermon. You better give this much. This is an obedient sermon. You know what? You can throw in some scraps of paper that says, I'm going to witness the four people. Throw it in there. I'm going to be here and encourage others to come to service and be there. I'm going to share Jesus with my family. So that is there. We have a responsibility. Again, Jesus is in the very temple of the so-called believers. People freak out when they say, really, they are getting, oh my goodness. This isn't just about Jesus patting kids on the head and all the little children come to me. This is about, they expect something out of me. After all, all Jesus continues to do for us. Wow, he's got a responsibility for you and for me. People are in the house of worship. People are concerned. They now 
are asked to trust and what? Obey. Do children have responsibility? You remember your days, your days at school, your days at home. Yes, to grow and develop. We obey and there's more given to us. Well, he requires something. That should be enlightening. You know, everybody says, and this is one thing I'm always suspicious of, I schedule all the pastors 365 days a year here. There'll be some guys that I just don't know about. First thing somebody pops in here, I want to go to this pulpit. That's, only, that's not elevated over everything else a Christian does. You know, we got mobs. We need, they just say we need cigarette butts picked up. We got all kinds of stuff. We got people having troubles that need somebody to talk to them. We got all kinds of ways to obey and follow Jesus. And who's the elevate? The poor widow over all those rich folks. Christianity, this is another thing that's going to get you today. You go, no, that's not in the Bible. I'm usually not Mr. Numbers because I'm not great with numbers, but I'm going to read you several things that describe the Christian religion. Christianity is a religion. I'm sorry, this is despite what bumper stickers say. It's not a religion, it's a relationship. Well, the devil has a relationship with Jesus. And it's terrible. It's going to be cast into the lake of fire. This is a religion. The Bible describes it. The Bible itself. So Christianity is a religion despite what bumper stickers and non-Bible reading preachers say. We are to live our faith if we have a Saving faith. Again, this is talking to the believers. If, if you don't understand the fullness of God, this is today to pray about it. Have understanding what Jesus has done. We're talking to people that have been broken free, set free, and are walking and need to be in obedience with Him. First Colossians 2.23 says, These things indeed have an appearance of wisdom and self-imposed religion. We had false religion. We know that. These things indeed have an appearance of wisdom and self-imposed religion, false humility, and neglect of the body, but are of, of no value against the indulgences of the flesh. Don't be doing a bunch of fakey religious stuff. Get with Jesus in obedience. Get with Jesus. Talks about how not to do religion. Now it's going to talk about how you do religion. Talking about people of faith, people that have received saving faith because of Jesus' magnificent work on the cross. James 1.26, If anyone among you thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his own heart, this one's religion is useless. Come in here. I've heard people talking about new church starts and all this. One of the first things they say, no gospel. Nobody ripping up steps going forward. There's not a perfect church. We know this. But man, the positive talk and a Things can greatly go on. I think it's the Holy Spirit dealing with this congregation, this group of people, good news at noon, and be truthful. Some people have fallen off that were just savaging every bit of gospel ministry that went forward here. If anyone among you thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue but deceives his own heart, this one's religion is useless. James 1.27 says, Pure and undefiled religion. And by the way, James is Jesus' what? Half-brother? So I'd say he's an authority, right? Not the guy that does the bumper sticker. It's not a religion. It is. Jesus' stepbrother said it was. So I'm going with Jesus' stepbrother. 
James 1.27 Pure and undefiled religion before God and the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their trouble and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. Don't sin. Do good. Why? Because we've been given that opportunity to that grace. We talk about that. We receive that grace. We want those debts, those sin debts forgiven. We want to forgive others. We want that grace to spread because of our good works. We're we're blessed to do good works. Here's a question we have for the day. Do you need a blessing? I heard somebody say, you know, do you need a blessing? You need Jesus? Or do you need Jesus to go to Walmart? Every day. People are difficult. Man, this town's crowded. We bump into people. Some are like us. Some are against us. Some are for us. Some are we don't even understand. We're in situations, human situations. Do you need blessings? We do. Romans 2.13 says, For the hearers of the law are just in the sight of are just in the sight of the God, are are just in the sight of God, but the doers of the law will be justified. You've heard that old story that people ask you, maybe the old evangelist here, if you died today, how would you know you were going to heaven? And argue, argue, argue all this Jesus. Go see Jesus about that. His blood, that's why I'm going to heaven. I tell you all the good things I've done, then somebody I'm sure they love to do, especially me, I'm always that guy. Somebody will be quick to run behind me and have all the bad things I've done. I'm justified because of the blood of Jesus. I need a blessing. I get blessed from Him because of the blood of Jesus. For not the hearers of the law are just in the sight of God, but the doers of the law will be justified. We're going to read the rest of this story of the widow's might. And he, I'll revisit the very beginning of Mark 12, 41 through 42, and then we'll go to 43 and 44. And he, Jesus, sat down opposite the treasury and watched the people putting money into the offering box. Many rich people put in large sums. And a poor widow came and put in, in two small copper coins, which make a penny. Said it enough. A lot of times rich people will put out stuff, and I'm just saying this, they'll put it, get on the plaque, and they won't. Yet we, you know, it comes out a lot of regular folks who give a little all the time really give more than they do. That's another thing. Everybody likes ministry. It does get run on ministry. We already have real light bills here. We have a real power bill. It costs these people extra that come into the side. You know, we have a budget in the hundreds of thousands of dollars. We're building a building that's going to be knocking on $4 million with the things, but we're not trusting humans. We're trusting the grace of God who gives us these things to do that. And the rest of the story is a guy named Paul Harvey used to say if you're about my age. Verse 43, And he called his disciples to him and said, Truly I say to you, this poor widow has put in more than all those who are contributing to the offering box. I'll be truthful. you got the big shots. You're at the big church, the big temple in Jerusalem. You're seeing like, ooh, there's that guy. There's that superstar. That's the guy in the head of business. That must be one of those great pro athletes we hear about. You know, that must be some, wow, these are a bit. I bet nobody even knew who this little woman was. They probably thought she's cleaning up. And there's people that have that knack. They can come in a room and you didn't know they were there. Hey, you know, so, well, I didn't notice. I didn't notice. Somebody noticed her. The main man. God in the flesh, Jesus Christ, noticed her. 
And he calls his disciples to him and said, Truly I say to you, this poor widow has put in more than all those who are contributing to the offering box. And again, you know, we, we talk in such a thanky religion, like all the disciples are sitting there. I really believe they were giving a face palm and going, What are you talking about this time? What? Look at all this finery they had in the temple. These guys funded. You know, a lot of times you go to big churches, they got somebody's name plaque and all on that. This is so and so. What? This is one of these stories we're going to have to think about, Jesus. For they all, con- verse 44, for they all contributed out of their abundance, Jesus said. In other words, you didn't have nothing. Somebody's telling me about a guy that was. Um, he lost two hundred fifty thousand dollars. He's one of the billionaires. They said, "Yeah, you know, that cost him fifteen minutes of what he makes. Two hundred fifty thousand. Yeah, it took him about fifteen minutes to overcome that loss. That's a, that's called abundance. You didn't even know you had it. You got to spare two hundred fifty thousand. You're like that. Please drop it in that plate." For they all contribute out of their abundance. Everybody else did, not her. But out of her poverty, she didn't have nothing else. She's put in everything she had to live on. And we we go earlier and said it all added up to the whopping sum of a penny. Somebody got a blessing on this. She gave what she could. She had what? She had trust. She had, it appears, saving faith. And she had trust. Again, you're missing the boat. And I'm missing presenting this if you think this is about tithing. That's when you and the Lord, I'm, I'm a believer of the tithe. Some people argue all day. You can get more than that too. You can get more. When are you trusting and obeying? I'm talking to people with saving faith today. Trust and obey and following Jesus, not the world's view. There's nothing in here that the world's even giving you any credit for. It's before Jesus, loving Him, relationships, and obeying. Let's pray. Father God, this morning, we need to trust and obey. Lord, you held this elderly, small, frail widow. Nobody knew of. For over 2,000 years, this story's been told of her heart. Because she gave an example. Not that the rich and powerful, not that the mighty government or the soldiers, the men that owned thousands of slaves, the huge contractors of that city, of the in, what seemed to the humans as insignificant, this woman that trusted and obeyed. Lord, we ask for your Holy Spirit to burn brighter in us that follow you to have saving faith. We're asking those outside the faith, Lord, their sins are not forgiven. Their destiny is not heaven, but hell. 
They're drawn by actions like this young lady. This Will she be a young lady when she's renewed in heaven to trust and follow you in obedience? That our believers follow you, be rekindled, and those that need to come to you to have sins forgiven, to become members of the family, that they also will trust and obey you. Lord, thank you for this day, this time of celebration. We love you. In Jesus' Jesus saving name we pray. Amen.